to this bonus episode for episode oh dear should have looked this up first episode number 59 59. yeah yeah yeah. almost to 60 yeah that's exciting that's cool um yeah episode 59 um okay so i was gonna start us out on a light note here and that is how much is a homer Oh, yeah. Uh, how much is a homer? And is, is it a homer quail? A homer of quails? Yeah. So, no, a homer is oh. just a measurement of, of volume or weight. Um, volume, actually. Okay. So, unlike a lot of the other units of measurement we've gotten, which are weight measurements, this one's actually a volume measurement. Interesting. Okay, like, uh, like, like this <laughs> like a cup liter. is yeah. holding a volume of Yeah, like that's beer. A, a pint, which doesn't, a pint doesn't measure weight, it measures volume volume right? yeah okay um yeah so how many pints of quails are in a homer <laughs> is the question here oh gosh so i found this article um by this dude named james sutherland who went into way more detail than about ever this needed. homers of quail thing <laughs> than was necessary okay so first of all he does talk about the difference between the California quail, which is the one that we're familiar with from Looney Tunes and stuff, when they have the little birds with the little... They're uh, so cute. Is that in Looney Tunes? Yeah. Uh, apparently, or or maybe not Looney Tunes, but the um, the other ones. They only knew them from real life, the growing Mary, up in California with Mary a bunch Melodies of little... Melodies or whatever the oh, other... Oh, okay. You know, sure. the ones that weren't Looney Tunes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're all over the place in Arizona. Yeah. Just everywhere. Yeah. They're so cute. Oh, right. It's like the one that has the, the feather that sticks the up the little, top of the head yeah. and falls forward into its eyes, and he constantly has to blow it out of his eyes. I see. That's the character from the cartoon. Okay. okay. Anyway, that's a California quail. Not the same thing that they had out there. Oh. So it's like a button quail? <clears throat> What do you mean a button quail? (laughs) A button quail. My best friend in high school had two button quail as pets. Uh, Well, they're just kind of tiny and round and cute. They don't have the little thingy like the California quail do at the top of their heads. Yeah, Yeah, Google them. The one that would have existed in this part of the world is the common quail. Oh. It's the name of it. And it's a member member of the pheasant family. Interesting. So this author is proposing they would have been quite delicious, actually. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But they're very small. So, like, they're a little over seven inches long. So, pretty small and only weigh about four ounces. I see. Wow. Um, And it's not an endangered species, so it's all right to eat. Eat homers and homers of them. Homers and homers of them. So, now you're, of course, asking, how much would that be? So, (laughs) basically, a homer is 220 liters. That's a lot. That's about 58 gallons. Well, okay, 58. That's a okay. So, so that's the, a ridiculous the first was 10 homers minimum. How yeah, many I'm, freaking quails do they have? So he puts that, he said, <laughs> he gathered at least 580 gallons of little birds or 18 garbage hor- cans full of that's birds. That's horrifying. That's horrifying and awful. So this freaking like tidal wave of birds just yeah. rolled in. That's about three cubic yards of birds, oh if you prefer God. to measure okay. it that way. Or enough to fill the bed of a full-size pickup truck to overflowing. Of just little birds. Of little dead birds. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. This is so awful. That's well, like a lot were, of processing. There were endangered species after that. Apparently not, because they're still going strong today. All I can say <laughs> is that the California quail is the most attractive of all the quail. It's it is, so adorable. It is cute, yeah. Yes. That's true. All right, sorry. Um, yes. And then he goes on to this long tangent about how to determine how many, like how much weight of quails that is. And he goes into this whole thing about airplane manufacturers using 
bird carcasses to test whether planes oh. can withstand hitting birds and not crashing. Oh. And well, it, they use frozen chicken for it, apparently. Yeah, I have um, heard that. Oh, anyway. I, I mean, not good, but not I'm glad good, yeah. that they don't like to hurl live, live birds. birds. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then, then he kind of goes on to just sort of do do some of the math that we've talked about on past bonus episodes okay of this idea that that if we believe these numbers of people right that we're also talking about like 2.4 million people yeah all in this tribe altogether um and just kind of how absurd that is right Right. um Oh, also, so then he totaled up like how many birds that would have been based on this math, and it would have been 1.14 billion wow. quail. Wow. <laughs> if it was that many people. If that many people had gathered at least that Good many. Lord. And he says that's seven times how many common quail are thought to be alive today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... <laughs> why, why does that happen? Like, all of these weird numbers are just completely incorrect. Yeah. Well, he kind of closes it by being like, but really... The point of this isn't the exact numbers. It's the message of the story or whatever, the lesson. Okay. So he's like, so I'll give the Bible a break on this one. It's fun to do the math, but it's not fun to think about what 500 swimming pools worth of dead birds Uh, would smell like. (laughs) Also, all the processing that would take to actually get them edible, right? Because it's like, you got to get their little feathers off. Everyone was too hungry and they just kind (laughs) of... They just kind of stuffed them right in their mouths. Boy. What you got, Emily? Other than a sad face for us right now. <laughs> very sad face. These poor birdies. I sent you a very cute picture of a California quail. Oh, very, that's nice. They're two little that's fat roundies. Little, little, little fat roundies. Yes, oh, they are very so cute. cute. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I looked up why. Why did God punish Miriam when it oh, was yeah. both her and Aaron who spoke against Moses what in kind Numbers of apologist? 12? What kind of apologist crap did you find? All right, well, (laughs) here. So the summary of this long, ridiculous article that I read, I mean, I guess it wasn't ridiculous, but it says this. It says, God directed his anger toward Miriam because she was taking to herself a role that wasn't hers. Oh, I see, because she She was was a woman. out of line. Yes, I guess so. The same rebuke also applied to Aaron, yet it seems he already acknowledges his sin and petitions on behalf of Miriam. Does it seem that way? does he now? So Aaron, in ministering... In, okay, this is really why. Because Aaron is the high priest. Yes. Yeah, that's, so that's what we thought. So he's the high priest, <laughs> and he acknowledges his and Israel's iniquities before God and consequently makes his plea to Moses, who intercedes for them. So God restores both of them and gives them an object lesson, lest they forget. Yeah. So... Boy, oh boy. Basically, yes. Essentially, it's just saying like, well, Miriam takes the axe in this situation, and it may be for the reasons suggested above... Um, God may have been protecting the office of the high priest. So, yeah, it, it says if Aaron was unclean by reason of leprosy, there would be no high priest for the people or Miriam for that matter. Um, yes. Okay, like that she wouldn't have a priest. Correct. Mean. Okay, cool. So this cool. is the second no, time said, Aaron like, skated on punishment is yeah. what it says. Yeah. Yahweh, Yahweh kind of painted himself into a corner, I think, with Aaron. I think he just mm. sort of, you know, he like partnered with the wrong business partner and now he's kind of right. stuck. Yeah, yeah but right. what can he do? What can yeah. he do? Jeez. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but of course, like, so Aaron recognizes he and Miriam's sin, but... 
because he is the big brouhaha. Yeah. Right. In this situation, uh, he gets he gets to skate by again. Yeah. Classic Aaron. I know. I feel really bad for Miriam, honestly. Poor lady. I feel like of all the things that have happened to people, though, this actually is not so bad. It's yeah. true. It could have been much worse Could for have her. been worse, yeah. It really could have been much worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you want to talk about apologetics? <laughs> oh, boy, do <laughs> I Apologetics? Okay, so... It's like, the, like that article you just read. People oh. kind of trying these roundabout ways of making excuses uh. for, for shit. Yeah, so you want to talk about apologetics. Mm. Um... So I initially was Googling what's up with this plague that all these people died from after eating the quail, you know, like what's that about? Um, And it brought me to a very interesting site. Of course. Now, of course, the content of the page that I was on was being like, you know, the question posed on this particular page of this Uh site was how could God bring judgment on the people for eating this quail that he himself provided? Right. Uh You know, um, and again, it is this very apologetic sense of, of, you know, yes, the Lord provided it, but he did warn them that, like, they're not going to want to eat it. And then they didn't listen to him. And then they were oh, punished, right? they mm, were punished right? for their lustful and unrepentant attitude <sighs> and ungrateful hearts, not because they ate the meat. Um, so, but, okay. This site is a site called defendinginerrancy.com. Oh, boy. Inerrancy? What does that mean? I'm going to get into what inerrancy is, but first I want you to click on the link because their logo, their logo, I cannot not see their logo looking just like a butt with an arrow coming out of it. Wait, what? where did you send? It's in the dock. Just click on defendinginerrancy.com. Okay. Um, That's all I can see. It's, I think I'm assuming it's supposed to be like a book, you know, like. It says we're in serious danger. Oh, do you see oh, that I logo? See. see how it's a butt, a butt with an with arrow an coming arrow. out of it? Yeah. Like, it's like uh, the farts flying out correct. of the butt. <laughs> yeah. Standing up for the Bible before it's too late. Okay. No, I don't want you all to get distracted okay. clicking through the site. Um, too late. Because I already have done it for you. Yeah. We're so, in serious okay. danger. Okay? okay. Really, though? I love that okay. there's a hand and it's the hand of God. And it's also like, uh, is my hand too short? <laughs> <laughs> Has he always hand grown short? Okay, so this is what I've learned. What? Is inerrancy is this belief that like, no, Bible is fundamentally true. Right. There's no right. mistakes. There's no errors. There's, there's no contradictions. No contradictions. Yep. There's no like nothing like, no, yeah. it's perfect. Um, uh-huh. So this site is dedicated to like, they have a list by book of the Bible of every single supposed like contradiction and they explain mm. why, no, not a contradiction. No, of course not. No. Oh, oh, and no, no. look at all of these beautiful white men. <laughs> well, <laughs> these they old, are a bunch of beautiful white directors. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that there's a person. Oh, nope. There's one person of color. Okay. Cool. I see one and no women. Now, surprise, I'm kind surprise. of torn about this site because on the one hand, I'm kind of like, ugh, like fundamentalism. Right. On the other hand, I'm like. This is going to give us a lot of bonus content. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Good point. Of like, what do the inerrants believe? Like, how do they explain this stuff? Yeah. Um, how do they bend over backwards to explain this stuff? Um, so it was definitely quite interesting. You can go buy each book and see how they explain how the Bible really is perfect and true and doesn't have any errors, issues whatsoever. Um, they have a whole section about how to answer critics. So like kind of oh, how God, to respond please. to the common critics please. of inerrancy. Um, Tell me. One of them talking about like, like, so I guess a common objection is that inerrancy is based on supposedly the idea that the original 
text of the Bible is inerrant, but that doesn't actually exist. Right, and that the translations are where it got screwed up. Well, well, no, 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 no. But people are saying like, yes, that is what they say. They say the translations got screwed up, but people are saying, but you don't even have an original. Like we don't even have an original text to go off of. Okay. And they're like, yeah, we do. We don't, well, we don't have an original manuscript, but we have an original text. But then it's- What is that? It's okay. They somehow it's like (laughs) they've set up this idea that it's like, no, no, no. It's like the copies of the Bible are where things started getting haywire. Uh You know, there's copies and translation like errors, but that's like, that's where things started getting haywire. But like, that's based on the original text. We don't have an original manuscript as in like the original piece of paper that this stuff was written down on. We do have like parchment that like that original text was copied from perfectly. Oh Yeah. And uh, that's uh, in oh, yeah? It's, yeah. Wow. Where? Um, that thing would be worth, like, all the money. Well, I mean, we have, like, the Dead Sea Scrolls and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I guess we got pieces of we it. Got pe- we do have pieces of... The Bible? I was not under yes. the impression that those significantly changed those pieces of information. No. Uh, no, it's really... Wow, that's It is fascinating. Because yeah. they, they're, like, seriously just like, no, no, no. No, there's no, there's no, pro- there's no errors. Like... So why did you look this up again? <laughs> Well, I was Googling about the plague and then uh, it ended, right. like, it ended up on this okay, site okay, and okay. then I went down this rabbit hole. Um, but it's just... And then you're like, I'm ready. Let's talk. There's also it. this whole section on their site where they're like, uh, there's a page called Should We Break Fellowship? And it's basically... What the is idea- fellowship? Well, it's basically... Of the ring. No, it's basically debating <laughs> if other Christians aren't on board with this super airtight Whoa. inerrancy doctrine, should we be friends with them? Whoa. And they kind of come to the conclusion of like, no. No. We shouldn't, no. we shouldn't be friends. We shouldn't, we shouldn't seek unity over uh, orthodoxy, essentially. Uh, wow. So yeah. It's more important to believe this It's absolutely. more important to believe that we are 100% right than to, than to band together yeah. with other Christians right. in love and unity and compassion and community, you know. Wow. Love, unity, compassion, community. Um, <laughs> she just said that. <laughs> wow. So That's a lot. Yeah, I didn't know that this was a thing. I knew that, like, you know, fundamental evangelism and stuff like that was a thing but this is like it sounds like the extreme 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 version of it where yeah yeah anyway i have a feeling we're going to be revisiting this site okay in future bonus content so that's what we got well to to close us out for this bonus content i I have a little bit on nephilim oh do you remember learning about them earlier in the bible who back in genesis we, nephilim? We, this oh, is we? not the first time we've come across the oh, nephilim is it not i don't remember no i don't know what this is the giants that they talked about ah uh, there are giants in, in, in the sky right or in canaan right uh, yeah okay. um yeah they, they saw the giants they called them nephilim okay though, right okay um so this is actually something that came from genesis 6 Uh, The quote goes, the Nephilim were in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came unto the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Right, I remember now. The same were the mighty men that were of old, the men of renown. Okay. So, I remember at the time, we were like, wait, the sons of God God and daughters of men, are those humans? Are these gods? Are these angels? Are these what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically... Every other scholar has had the same debate. <laughs> okay, of course. Well, <laughs> um, where there's big schools of belief that they are angels, or that they're, they're like half angels, basically, that it was that the sons of God in this case were angels of some sort, some kind of divine being 
who mated with human women and created these Nephilim. Okay. Who, who are giants. Very, very mythological. Very yeah. mythological, right? Um, and actually, it's funny. Um, my roommate and I have been playing Diablo 3. Uh-huh. And in that, like, your character is a Nephilim, oh, which is the explanation for why you're so powerful and, oh. you know, why, wow. why you're the one who can save the world from the forces of evil and the corrupted forces of heaven and mm. whatever. It's like you're, in Skyrim, you're a dragon. A Duvakin. Yeah. What is it? A dragon what? Born. Dragon, Dragonborn. 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 Yeah. Dragonborn. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so there's like some interpretations, though, like some translations starting, I think, with um, the King James Bible was one of the big ones that started this, was translating it just as giants, just calling them giants. Oh. Um, but there's others that think of them more as fallen angels. Huh. Um, Wait, why are they fallen? That sounds well, like they're archangels. or uh, Archangels are like the highest angels. That They're like uh, like bad angels. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently this partly seems to come from the fact that Nephilim, or like the word that this comes from in Hebrew, uh-huh. also means fallen. And so it's this question of like, is that what this is supposed to mean? So sometimes they're called the fallen ones or the ones who fall on their enemies, as in like uh, they're just powerful warriors. Like, they, like they're like the they're sky, so they're tall. ambushing them. They're no. so freaking tall, they just like <laughs> topple <laughs> over onto Yeah, them. they're ambushing their, their right. enemies from the air. They're like, wow, I've fallen on you. Yeah. But there have been other people um, who, you know, have really spoken out against this idea of them being any sort of divine being and just being like, no, no, no. Jesus said that angels don't marry. So Mm. obviously they wouldn't have had sex with anyone if they weren't married. So definitely that didn't happen. Yeah. But they did. Uh, We don't know. Um, But I did find some fun things. from like other cultures and mythologies though, real quick that I just wanted to end with here. Okay. Um, So in Aramaic culture, the term Nephilim or Nephila in in Aramaic, I guess, um, refers to the constellation of Orion and the Nephilim are the offspring of Orion in in mythology, like in their mythology. However, some people argue that's a dubious etymology that might might not be connected. Um, Others have talked about um, the Apkalu tradition, which is a Sumerian mythology where there were seven legendary culture heroes from before the flood, because they also had a flood mythology, um, who were of human descent, but possessed, possessed extraordinary wisdom and like power from the gods. Hmm. Um, and they were called the sons of Ea, who's the Babylonian god. They were called the sons of God, even though they were actually just humans. Huh. So like maybe it was just a term based it's on like the that. wise men in Legend of Zelda. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, defending inerrancy, it does say there are several possible interpretations <laughs> other than insisting that angels cohabited with humans. Right, yeah. Because so I figured they they'd be on board with that. would not do that, obviously. No, there are some like Orthodox rabbis that talked about in here who like literally set a curse on anyone who promotes the idea that Jeez. angels mated with humans or whatever. It's just like, oh gosh. Oh, Wait, what? What about it? That they set a curse on... Oh. On, uh, gosh, what was... I, I, I can't find the... The quote right now, but it was something about like, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is Orthodox Judaism has taken a stance against the idea that Genesis six refers to angels or that angels could intermarry with men. Shimon Bar Yochai pronounced a curse on anyone teaching this idea. Whoa. Um, and others followed suit and also pronounced a curse upon people who taught this idea. Um, 
anyway, <laughs> then uh, there's another one that they were believed to maybe be um, Arab pagans oh. um, that were sent to Earth in the form of men. Um, so it could have actually come from, which makes sense a little bit if you're seeing them in the land of Canaan, which is yes. all these other religions right. and cultures yeah. that are not yours. Yeah. Um, and then this, this is the last one that I thought was great. Um, the title of this heading is Fossil Remains. Cotton Mather believed that fossilized leg bones and teeth discovered near Albany, New York in 1705 were the remains of Nephilim uh, who perished in the Great Flood. Uh, okay. However, paleontologists have identified these as mastodon remains. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. It's a big cover-up. It's a big cover-up from uh, Actually, big, paleo- a, big paleontology. A person, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Well, I think that uh, all of us should take this Bible petition. What's the petition? It says, I affirm that the Bible alone and in its entirety is the infallible written word of God in the original text and is therefore inerrant in all that it affirms or denies on whatever topic it addresses. Whatever. Real, real broad strokes there. Yeah. Just, wow. Yeah. Um, Actually, let's not. Let's not <laughs> on say second we did. Thought, <laughs> on second thought, maybe not do that. Yeah, well, uh, if you want to see this exciting thing for yourself, go <laughs> check out DefendingInerrancy.com. <laughs> and uh, if you're more in our camp, then come back and join us next week on Drunk Bible Study. <laughs>